The sounds you heard there, and boy, oh boy, I could I could play a lot more, and they are ugly. Ugly. That mob happened Wednesday, and only Thursday online did we learn about this mob of pro-Palestinian protesters who decided to set their sights on a Peel school trustee meeting. I don't know why they thought that would be a good place to protest, but they uh, they did. They, the video shows them storming into this meeting full of elected trustees, and this went far beyond screaming and yelling. This mob slammed into the doors trying to push their way in. Then they took out a security guard who got overwhelmed, knocking trustees over. Others were cowering in fear. And apparently in the days before the meeting, there was a page on social media urging this day of action with students and parents uh, told to attend the meeting and bring flags and signs and whatever else. So apparently they filled up the room before the meeting and then were outside filling up those spaces and then all hell broke loose. It's ugly. And uh, David Green, chair of the Peel District School Board, who was just stunned by these developments, said he'd never seen anything like it. He was going to come on. He said he'd love to talk, and now we can't find him. Maybe he's been told, shut up, stop, who knows? I don't know. But this is not okay. And they didn't report this to police when it happened. And I don't know why. Because it, it could have gone really wrong, right? There was no question about it. This could have gone very badly and someone could have gotten killed. So I don't know why they didn't call the police, but certainly there are, this is bad enough that charges could be laid. So we'll wait to see what goes on. But let me bring in Noah Shack, Vice President of Countering Anti-Semitism and Hate at UJA Federation. UJA, uh, good to have you. Thanks, Alex. Great to be on the show. What was your reaction uh, when you saw this particular video? Well, I mean... It's really important to remember that our public school boards can have absolutely zero impact in solving a conflict that's going on halfway across the world. But they are crucial, crucial institutions for making sure that our schools are safe, that they're conducive learning environments for all students of all backgrounds. And I I think it's, it's really a shame that they were interrupted uh, by a mob intimidating them, uh, chasing them from room to room from doing that important work. I mean, that's what school boards ought to be focused on, and that's what's getting disrupted, and it's a real shame. It's not the only thing being disrupted. We've had businesses targeted. We know what's happening at universities. We know what's going on in Montreal, where we've had bomb threats, uh, you know, bombs, you know, uh, you know, institutions and community centers, synagogues targeted, uh, schools targeted. So there's obviously some very real issues in this country with with hate and and the violence that we see with it. The concern is it's becoming normalized. Like, I don't understand what the school trustees are supposed to do. Like, are they supposed to call a ceasefire? I don't know what they expect, but I don't see it de-escalating unless police start laying charges or, or we get some leadership here. Yeah, look, freedom of expression is really important, and everybody's entitled to have an opinion about things. But what we're seeing is these mobs uh, committing acts of, of vandalism, intimidation, assault even, and and uh, conducting themselves in a way that's really destructive. And um, you're absolutely right that we have to think about 
you know, what this means in terms of our society. Do we want to have mobs going up against other mobs, disrupting school board meetings because of a political axe to grind about a, a conflict happening half the world away? Um, or, or do we want to, like, put our foot down and say, you know what, we, we need to return to civil discourse. Um, you know, that school board meeting had an agenda. Um, and if people want to speak to that agenda, that's important. That's our democratic right. Unfortunately, I think the people who came to speak to the agenda would have been drowned out by a mob who were trying to uh, to block that from being dis- from, from from happening. And so we have to really be careful about uh, uh, what we're doing to ensure that everybody has an opportunity uh, to express themselves and engage in our democratic processes free from intimidation and harassment. And 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 you, it's important to note that increasingly. Um, these types of protests aren't just uh, happening in public institutions. They're targeting specifically Jewish community institutions. We have had protests and hateful graffiti targeting Jewish community centers. We have had fire bombings of Jewish community centers and synagogues. We've had Jewish schools shot at. This is an alarming thing to be happening in a country like Canada. And it's really important that that uh, all of us uh, recognize what's going on and and not just oppose it, but stand up and speak out. Yeah, um, I think some people don't want to. They don't want to get involved. Um, you know, silence is complicity as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, uh, it is being normalized. It's not really being condemned as we've heard in others, you know, th- situations. Uh, today, it's the school board board meeting, bookstore, you name your, your target, they'll go. And it's clear that they want to um, make, a, make a statement. You know, they had to, I mean, they've had to take the, um, you know, Hanukkah celebrations in Europe are being canceled. You've got, you know, people taking down menorahs. You've got people not wearing their Star of David. And so at what point is the damage, and I've asked a few people, certainly the Jewish community, like, can you undo this? And, and most say no. Like, this doesn't just go away. It's not like it cools down and then it goes away. There's a lot of damage being done long term. Well, and it's not just happening uh, in the Jewish community. I saw the uh, the the, uh, the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Square yeah, was crazy. being protested and swastikas were being displayed. I mean, uh, this is really an alarming thing that, that should concern everybody, not just because it is targeting the Jewish community uh, in specific ways, but because... Ultimately, it's it's targeting our society, and we, we you know I, I, we really need to make sure that we are reinforcing uh, the values of of uh, openness and and uh, respectful discourse. Um, this is this is a, an important thing for our social cohesiveness, and uh, uh, I, I, I hope that that we're able to um, return to to some form of normalcy, and that this kind of thing doesn't, as you say, become the new normal. Uh, it's, it's, it's looking like that's the case, and that, that's, that's shocking and alarming. Um, have you heard anything um, from anybody, whether it's Ford or um, any of the mayoralty you know, um, leadership positions or from the prime minister or even the police? Like We have laws in the book. I don't know why they're not being uh, used, but have you had any conversations? Well, I'll tell you that the Toronto police have really stepped up in terms of their response to the uh, spike in hate crime that we've been experiencing here in the city. Uh, the the uh, hate crime unit within the TPS has grown from six officers up to 28 officers. So their capacity to process, investigate and deal with these crimes has, has grown exponentially. And we're seeing arrests made, investigations conducted, 
quick follow-up. Um, and so I, I, I want to commend the Toronto Police for for what they're doing in terms of also their proactive deployment as a deterrent. It's not just about um, responding to these crimes after the fact, which is so crucial and taking them seriously, but it's also about preventative measures, being present in communities and 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 being there as a source of support. And and it's not just on the police, though. I think it's each of us, if we witness a hate crime or a hate incident, or we hear about one, or we experience one, uh, God forbid, um, we have a duty to report it. If the police don't know that something has taken place, they can't do anything about it. And so it's really important that that anyone, uh, no matter who they are, uh, whether they're from the Jewish community or not, if they see hate taking place in our city, this is an acute problem that we have. And we all have a duty to report it and to help the police do their jobs. Yeah, it seems pretty simple to me, but uh, we are in strange times. I appreciate your time on this, Noah. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate your coverage. That is uh, Noah Shack. He is vice president of countering anti-Semitism and hate at uh, UJA Federation. It's going to continue because now we're back to the bombing. And um, frankly, it doesn't matter if there's a ceasefire or this ends. It, it's out there. And we need real leadership on it because it's not, it's not okay. And it's not okay for anyone else to do it to any other group. So when we hear the question from politicians, hey, is this who we are? Yeah, it is. In 2023... This is who we are. And I think David Green actually tried to um, get through to us while we were talking. If he wants to call back, he can, uh, playing a bit of phone tag. But uh, if he wants to comment, because I, I would like to know why the, why the cops weren't called, because there, there are chargeable things within that protest. 